What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the eHunter podcast. We're excited to be back again with you with another podcast. I got Seth on the line with me. Seth, how you doing, buddy? Good. What's up, man? I'll just live in the dream. Live in the dream. Um, so today's podcast, we're going to talk about or answer, I should say, answer some questions that you all sent in about applying to other states. But before we get into that, uh, let's go ahead and give a shout out to our sponsors. Seth gave me a bad time about uh, like put him on the spot last time with the sponsors. So I'll, I'll give Vortex a shout out. We sure appreciate them and everything that they do for us. If you haven't checked out the new stuff that they got coming out, they've got a lot of cool stuff that's coming out. Um, one thing I do want to point out, and I'm going to have a video on it here pretty quickly, is the Vortex Razor uh, HD Gen 3 rifle scope. So I've got the Gen 2. I used it on my hunt this year in Colorado. Amazing, amazing scope. But uh, they came out with the Gen 3. It's similar. It's a little bit lighter. It's got a few different uh, uh, tweaks to it. The turrets are a little bit different. But uh, pretty cool product. So if you haven't checked that out, be on the lookout. We'll have a video up uh, pretty quickly on that. And then you can also check them out at vortexoptics.com. They've got a lot of new stuff, like I said. New uh, red dot, new magnifier. A lot of cool things coming out this year for Vortex. So go and check them out, vortexoptics.com. So, all right, Seth. Well, let's jump into our podcast for today and, and to answer some of these questions that, that people came up with. Um, we, we've talked a lot about hunting out of state and hunting in other states. And that's one thing that Seth and I have really enjoyed doing is going to other states and hunt hunting. Um, we're getting really good at applying in other states, aren't we, Seth? <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I know I'm applying. I don't know if I'm really good because if I was really good, I would draw more tags. But <laughs> I am getting good at applying. I don't know if we're real good. But. Well, yeah. <laughs> you know, some of them, though, like, I'll be honest. Like, we've, We had questions come in about, you know, what's, what's our best odds and, and things like that. And let's just be honest, some of these, you're going to have to wait a little while before you're going to draw one of these tags. Just, it's the nature of the beast. You know, like like here in Utah, I'm sorry, but you got to build those points up before you get some of these limited entry tags. There are other options, you know, you can do over-the-counter stuff and spike hunts and things like that that won't take quite as much uh, or quite as much time, but I think for the most part, it's it's a waiting process in some of these states. Yep, it really is, but Typically, I mean, it's kind of a trade-off. Sometimes you, you get a tag in your pocket, you stumble into a great buck but or deer or animal or whatever we're hunting. But um, by and large, typically that weight means something. You know, usually there's a reason you're waiting. Yeah. And that typically comes from the uh, quality of, of animal you'll be chasing. And if you really don't want to wait, just save your money up and spend thousands of dollars and go on a guided hunt somewhere. You know, you, there's that Correct. option as well. <laughs> Correct. Yep. Landowner vouchers and permits are always an option. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And actually, you know what? Uh, we're going to just go down a rabbit hole to begin this podcast. But, you know, if you really look at the cost of some of those landowner tags or guided hunts, it's really not that bad. There's, there's places you can look and honestly, you can just Google search it and find different guided hunts that you can do for pretty decent prices. You know, I, I think most people, it's going to take them a little time to, to save up for it, but... You know, I, I think it's something that people ought to look at. If you're looking to hunt some of these unique animals or animals that do take a while to to get a tag, look at some of those outfitting companies or look at some of these landowner tags and see what options are out there because there, there's quite a few. Yep, that is the truth. That's for sure. So, 
All right. Well, I'm going to kick it off. Uh, like I said in the the first podcast this year, you know, Seth's really the the brains behind all this, and so he's the one that knows all the answers to the questions. So I'm pretty much just going to an- ask the questions and let him answer them. <laughs> oh boy, here we go. Uh, I'll pitch in a little bit. So, all right, Seth. So first up um, is about Nevada, and, and okay, you know, Nevada is a, a great state to hunt in. It's our neighboring state. I've actually been over there hunting before, and I've got a lot of friends that hunt over there. It, you know, there, there's some trophy class animals over there. There's a good variety of animals over there. So really great state to hunt in. Um, <clears throat> but the question was, well, how do I hunt Nevada? I know it's a lottery kind of thing, but points somehow play a role in it. If I'm going to get the best results, how do I do that? So what's the best way to hunt in Nevada, Seth? Okay, so let's let's tackle the, the point aspect because it is it, it is technically a lottery, but so they call them in Nevada. They actually call them a bonus point. They're not a, a preference point. Um, <clears throat> the biggest thing I can say is is essentially uh, they're they're similar to a preference point in that you gain one each year. The difference is when you go into the draw, the actual draw itself, your points are squared. So, so essentially, um, say you're going in with, I don't know, nine points, you're, you're timesing that by nine. So you're, you're in there, technically your name's in the application or the draw process 81 times plus plus one, one for each year or for the current year's application. So you'd be 82 points or whatever. Um, that gives you 82 chances at a particular permit. Now, in the grand scheme of things, that doesn't necessarily mean you have any better odds than anywhere else because there's maybe a guy above you with 10. So, particular, uh, potentially, that could be a great chance for you to draw a tag, but the guys ahead of you could have more points, which means they have more chances anyway. Yeah, you were really high on the math there. I would have gone like three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but well, yeah, that, that that's technically how it is. And that... It, it, you know, so if you if you did have three, three times three is nine. Plus, you get the one for that year, so you'd be at ten, which is pretty low in the grand scheme of things. When you look at somebody else that does have nine points, yeah, then right. you're looking at eighty-two. So, so definitely the guys that have more points definitely have a lot better um, chances of getting a tag, right, Seth? Weighted, essentially, it's kind of like a weighted scale. Yeah, the more years you go the more chances you have, which is typical in, in a lot of bonus, bonus point or preference point states. It's just that they square it. That gives you a, a greater chance, the higher you go up. Yeah. Um, for people interested, I know we weren't going to cover too much, but the, uh, the cost in Nevada for just, I just looked up deer elk and then mm-hmm. like a combination license, non-residents, you're 155 on the combo. You're really reasonable on deer. You're only about 240. Um, but they they do get you on elk if you draw a coveted Nevada elk tag. They're they're twelve hundred bucks. So the other problem with Nevada though is you actually have to buy that hunting license before you can put in to buy a, to get your even buy a points. point or anything. Yeah. Yeah. So some other states, you know, you all you have to do is just put in for the your application fee for the species, and it's ten, fifteen dollars, whatever it is per per species. But in Nevada, you do have to buy that hundred and fifty dollar, hundred fifty five dollar combination or hunting license before you can even put in so uh, some people balk about that but you know it's 150 bucks it's kind of worth it goes to their wildlife yeah Yeah. if you're 
if you're going to hunt the state and you care about hunting the state enough that you want there to be deer and elk and, and other wildlife, you might as well give them the, the 155. Yeah. You know. Yeah, definitely. So how do the choices, the choice uh, system works? And I believe you get five choices in Nevada, <laughs> yes. right? And, and they run in through all of your five choices before they move on to the next person, right? Correct. Um, from what I read, they, they cycle down through the, the, the stipulation there is obviously as you get further down your choices, I, I think from what I understood, you're, you're not going to have as good a chance, but Correct. if you're putting in correctly and you go, okay, my highest choice one, I want a really good tag. But as you get towards the end, you're like, ah, I just want to hunt. There are tags that that fifth choice you can potentially draw depending on the points that you have, obviously. Um, but yeah, they, as from what I read, I agree with you, Taryn, it, it goes down, down the list, you know, one through five, and then it moves on to the next guy. Yeah. So obviously the one that you want the most, the, the hunt that you want the most, put that as your first choice. That's your most desired hunt. That That's number one. And then you can kind of look at, you know, past draw statistics, whether you go to, directly to the Nevada um, wildlife site or use a, a third party it can tell you kind of what the draw odds there are there for other species, other units, whatever. And then you can kind of determine what that second, third, fourth, and fifth options should be. Um, the problem is, and, and correct, me if I, correct me if I'm wrong, Seth, th where this differs from like Colorado is if you draw your fifth choice, you lose your points, correct? Yeah. From what I, I agree with you. From the way I understand it, you're, you're going to lose those points if you draw it. So you've got to make the decision. Do I really want to hunt or do I want to wait for that coveted tag that I've been really dreaming about? Yeah. So we'll cover Colorado here in just a little bit, but that's how those two differ is you're going to lose those points. So if that fifth choice is, oh yeah, this is one that I can draw pretty easy, but it's a really low age class, low quality hunt uh, unit, right. you may not want to do that. So I'll, I'll tell you what I do. Um, and not that what I do is gospel, but <laughs> what I would recommend for, for everybody else is I do use it as a kind of a dream hunt for me. Um, Nevada does, like Seth said, has it has some great um, trophy hunts in it, kind of those those hunts that you wait a lifetime for. And so I really only use first and second choice when I apply to Nevada because if I get that tag, I want it to be the primo tag. I don't want to have a chance at it being uh, this kind of tertiary or you know fourth fifth type of a, a tag and so that's what i do i put first and second because there's two units for elk and two units for deer actually that i really would love to get a tag in um one of them actually my family has a, a ranch on i'd love to actually just go hunt the ranch but um that's what i do i that so i that way i can continue to build those points i'm still a long ways off of getting that tag in nevada but at least i'm building points each and every year so that uh, when that time does come i i can draw the the unit that I really want. So uh, you can do that if you want, but uh, what do you do, Seth? So, so my goal, my main dream of Nevada is, is a high, high mountain desert or desert mountain archery deer tag. Mm -hmm. uh, you get to hunt them early in the year, like one of the earliest. Um, and I just want to see a great big buck in the velvet in the high desert that I've always grown up hunting. And that's the place to do it. So I'm necessarily not shooting for the top of the top, but I'm, I'm shooting for more of that middle to even, I guess with the bow, because the archery permits are a little easier to draw. I would kind of say it's kind of a, a middle of the road unit uh -huh. um, that still has good success and, and good, you know, trophy quality, but something I may not have to wait 20 years for more like seven to eight, maybe 
10 at worst case. Um, that's what I'm targeting. Uh, so right now I'm mostly just buying points, building up to that point so that I can draw that tag um, and chase bucks with my bow. So so that kind of helps answer that question that he asked is if I'm going to get the, the best results, how do I do that? So really it depends on what the best results are for you specifically. If the best results are I want a 7 to 10 point unit, they're out there. And, and you know what? Yep. In Nevada, a 7 to 10 point unit is still a good trophy class animal. Don't don't get me wrong. It's still a good animal. Um, so that's kind of the best result. If, if you haven't been applying and don't have points built up in Nevada, that might be your better option. You, you'll be able to hunt sooner. But if you've been building points for quite a while in Nevada, you know, some of us that have 12 to 15 points, you know, you can kind of decide what you want to do, but you're, you're getting close to that 20 point range where at 20 points, you're, you're kind of the, the higher end of the, of the group. And so you, you have a better odd of getting that, uh, that tag. So kind of just depends on where you're at. But I would say if you're, if you're not, if you've never applied to Nevada, you're starting out with zero points. I, I would agree with Seth and I would recommend doing something like that. Find a Mediocre is not the right word because they're really not mediocre units in Nevada. They're good units, um, but maybe just not the upper echelon of units. Find those units that are going to be that 7 to 10 point range, whether it's uh, with a bow or with muzzleloader as well, and, and go for one of those. Actually, muzzleloader has been creeping up. Have you been watching those points? Yep, it has been. Oh. Even even archery to an extent. I mean, yeah. I think it's just people... I almost wonder if some rifle hunting guys are like, I'm tired of waiting for Nevada. Yep. So they've, they've trickled into these other weapon systems. Um, but yeah, I mean, it ultimately depends on what you want to do. I mean, there's a few, not a lot, but there's a few tags in Nevada or units in Nevada for deer, especially you can draw with a bow with one or two points. I mean, if you really just like, you know what, I just want to go hunt Nevada. There, mm -hmm. There's an option there to do it. You know, Nevada has some other cool things too, like the silver, silver state tags and the dream hunt tags. I mean, they, yep. uh, the odds on those are pretty <laughs> crappy, <laughs> yeah. but at least those options are there. I do it every year. I get sucked into those things every year. Cause you just, you never know. They've got to get, go somewhere. So they could go to you and it's cheap. It's like $5 a tag or if yep. you know, whatever you want to call it. So, um, you know, th those are cool options too, to hunt Nevada. Yep, they are. And, uh, and I, I hadn't been putting in for them, but, uh, for whatever reason, Utah's sportsman's tag and, and Wyoming's super hunt are always the ones that grab me. Mm -hmm. But, uh, this last year I saw how cheap Nevada's silver, I think they're the silver state hunts or silver. I can't remember what they yeah, call them. silver state. Yeah. I was like, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll try to see <laughs> if I can draw a deer tag. <laughs> <laughs> I always go for like the, the. The top of the top. I'm always going for like the sheep and mountain goat. Yeah, stupid. that's what my one buddy does too. He does all the the sheep and both types of sheep because they have California yes. bighorns and or and are they Rockies or are they deserts? I can't. They remember. have uh, well, they have three. They, they have California three desert and Rockies. Okay, yeah, he so, does all three of the sheep tags every year when it comes up. So nice. That's what I do with the expo too. Is I put in for those hunts that you're just never gonna. <laughs> I'm never gonna be able to afford. I'm never gonna draw. So, <laughs> see, and I always do it tricky. I just pick like six or eight at the expo here in in Salt Lake and pick ones that maybe a guy wouldn't look at because they're not as popular. You're doing. I don't the, care. You're doing Give the mountain lion ones, aren't you? Huh? You're doing the mountain lion ones, aren't you? No, no, no. I do deer, <laughs> but I do like deer ones that people don't necessarily think is as cool. Like yeah. I do the the management tag hunts. Uh huh. Or like a 
a lesser known unit, maybe with an archery tag, try to get lucky and snipe it. Yeah. So no, never I, works. <laughs> yeah. It hasn't worked for me yet either, but I'm still going to do it, doing it again this year. So yeah, it is I've already it is. applied for the <laughs> XMA. I think I had six or eight this year. I got to go validate and whatnot. I so. still need to do that. I haven't done it yet. Yeah. yeah you better, better do it. I better get that done. <laughs> yeah. By the way, you guys listening better do it as well. Or yeah. don't no, do it. Don't so do I have, yeah, don't do it. Never mind. It sucks. Yeah, it don't. sucks. It's terrible. You'll never draw. Give <laughs> me better odds, bro. It's terrible. Don't yeah. Waste your time. Oh gosh. All right. Let's move on to our next question. So the next one is for New Mexico, which is, uh, yeah. I, I even hate. I hate even saying this because, kind of on the same lines. I don't want more people to draw because I want to draw. But um, New Mexico's one. If you're not putting in for, put in for it. So. The question is, I've never hunted New Mexico. What are the costs to apply? And if I do draw, what licenses are required to obtain and hunt the state? So, let's see here. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> my link's broke. Well, go, if, if you have something on that, Seth, go ahead while I pull this up. I'll just, I'll just give you my information. I don't have a ton of info on New Mexico. I'll be honest with you. I started looking at it. Uh, as an as an opportunity in 2019, um, I've never actually applied, and I'm dumb for not doing it. The one benefit that New Mexico has for for guys that have never applied is you have the same exact chance as the guys that have applied for 20 years. Yep, they are a true lottery system. There are no bonus points. There are no preference points. You pick your unit and look at the miserable draw odds. <laughs> And hope you get it, but that's okay because you're starting with, I mean, the truth of the matter is you're starting with zero every year, but in the same situation, you know, you take a state like my home state of Utah, you start with zero. You're not drawing any good tags. You're Oh, Seth, I lost you again. Just you're, are you still there? Am I back? There you are. You said you're not drawing any good tags and then we lost you. Oh, so yeah, I don't know what. (laughs) <laughs> I lost you again. <laughs> Are you still there? What doing? Are you still there? Yes, I'm here. Can, oh my can you gosh. hear me? Yeah. What's up with the internet in Spanish? Fark. Uh, well, for one. Yeah, I lost you again. All right. Well, while Seth's messing around there trying to figure out his internet, let me uh, let me go over some of the the costs of this. Um, so when you're when you're kind of going back a little let me go back a little bit like kind of what Seth was saying is everybody really should be applying for New Mexico because there is there is no point system everybody has the same chance of drawing that tag and so you know some of the other states you're you're kind of a little bit behind and so it's going to take you a long time to get a tag but with New Mexico you have the same chance as somebody like me that's been putting in for 20 years and so which is is kind of cool i actually like that they do it that way um some people really don't like that they do it that way some people wish that they would do a a preference point system so um there is an application fee with uh with new mexico for non-residents it's 13 dollars for residents it's seven dollars and then if you do get a tag let me just kind of go through what the costs are there so um non-residents we can't do antlerless elk we only residents do that. So for a mature bull, it's $548 for a non-resident, $90 for a resident. And then there's either sex tax that's the same same cost. So um, and then it kind of goes up from there. So that's the standard elk license. There's a quality and high demand elk licenses, so different units. That goes up to 
three dollars for non-residents stays at ninety dollars for residents for deer um there, there's a few different options there there's a standard one which is 283 dollars for non-residents 41 for residents then quality which is 368 dollars for non-residents stays 41 for residents and then the high demand which is the same cost as the quality but 368 dollars I could run through all these, but I'll put a link in the show notes as far as what all the costs are for each tag. But those are kind of the main ones that people are going to look for, the elk and the deer. So kind of similar to what you're going to see in other states. In most states are five to 600 bucks, maybe a little over 600 bucks for an elk tag. Deer tags are usually around 400 bucks, maybe a little bit less, a little bit more. So pretty average prices there for, for the tags. And then like I said, the application fee is not that much. So again, if you're gonna be hunt, if you're gonna put in for uh, different states, New Mexico is one that you really should be putting in for. Just for the 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 point being, is you have the same chance as anybody has. Nobody's ahead of you on it. So so that's the costs of it. Seth, have we got you back yet? Are you still over there messing around? Can you hear me? Hey, I got you now. For a minute, anyway. <laughs> oh goodness. So yeah, any, did, I don't know if you caught that, but I just kind of ran through the prices real quick of, of what it takes to, to hunt in New, in New Mexico, but reasonable prices, not nothing yeah. crazy. Yeah, you covered, you covered pretty much what I was going to talk about for the most part. I popped up and tried to look at the internet. It, it seems to be working. I don't know. But <laughs> anyways, uh, yeah, you covered most of when I did, what I, <clears throat> excuse me, what I did here, you covered most of what I was going to talk about anyway. Okay. So. Well, that's really what what the question was is just really the costs of it and and what it takes to do it. So, um, yeah, for the guy that sent that in, apply for New Mexico. It, you're you're not going to be sad that you did. So if you draw, you're playing with house money. You know what I mean? It's like you're not having to build points, and you're you just beat out a bunch of dudes that have been putting in for twenty years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And kind of going back to what we talked about with Nevada is your the money that you're giving in, even if you don't draw. It, you know it's not a ton and you're putting it right into the wildlife there in new mexico for that time when you finally do get a draw so you don't really feel too guilty about it yep. all right idaho so seth i've never applied for idaho so this is one that i'm going to really lean on you for because you have correct i have i've applied for idaho and i've hunted the uh, otc in idaho okay perfect well if we need to so, we can call uh we can call Curtis in on it too. He's from Idaho and he's hunted it a lot. But so the question that for this one was, what is the success like and how much would a decent hunt cost in Idaho for a hunter who is on a budget? So a quick, I guess a quick note for Idaho, just briefly on their draw hunts. So they have typically, uh, you can get a number of different OTC tags, deer and elk and things like that. However, you have to apply for those now. It, it's very strange. Um, they limited how many non-residents can be in each unit. Um, but they're still OTC, but it's basically first come, first serve for each unit. And if you don't get there in time, you have to move down the list to different units. Um, now, on the control hunt side, you can still hear me, right? Yep, still got you. Okay. Um, on the control hunt side of things... Um, that is very similar to New Mexico in that there are no bonus points, no preference points. You just apply for these controlled hunts. And essentially what a control hunt means is they're controlling the harvest. You know what I mean? It, it's um, essentially a limited entry tag, similar to Utah's situation. Um, there's a number of different situations there. Elk, deer, 
I don't know. They might have points or something on moose. I, I'm not familiar with the once in a lifetime stuff. Moose, uh, sheep, uh, goats, things like that. But uh, antelope, deer, and elk, they're, they're all kind of just an open lottery system on their controlled hunts. Now, when you get to the cost of things, um, Idaho gets up there a little bit because they they make you buy a hunting permit which is understandable nevada does the same thing they make Mm -hmm. you buy a hunting permit uh if you're gonna go i don't think you need to buy one to apply for the controlled hunts i could be wrong on that but i don't think you do um but you do have to to hunt obviously so that's 185 and then if you draw a deer permit you're 351.75 and then elk you are 651.75 so um a little higher than maybe some of the others but then again i mean you look the elk cost isn't really that bad when you look at you know new mexico and uh nevada yeah um but that that gives you a jumping off point of what that's going to cost you um and then you're going to have to obviously you know to break down the whole hunt you're going to have to look at logistics if you're going to camp it if you're going to you know whatever you're going to do but that gives you a jumping off point for the cost of the hunting license and the uh, deer and elk permits. And and just kind of to play into that or to answer some of those questions that you were talking about, Seth, is for the controlled hunts, I I don't believe you have to have a the hunting license. There's an application fee for the controlled hunts. It's $18 that you Correct. have to do. And then, um, but the, when you, if you draw one of those, oh, because there is moose. So yeah, you talked about moose and yes, there is a, uh, a moose control tag for non-residents. It's about $2,600 for that tag. Don't get you on the big boy. <laughs> yeah. A moose, sheep, mountain goat, all those kind of once in a lifetime animals are all the same price at 26, 20 or yeah, 26, 26. So, okay. so those options are, are there if you're, uh, if you're feeling like you've got a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. I mean, not to knock anybody, but 26, 26 for a mountain goat. The dollar to meat ratio is not great right there. <laughs> <laughs> I would take the moose all day. <laughs> uh, it's not about the meat on that one. It's about uh, putting it up on the wall, right? I mean, I agree, but I mean, man, you you get a moose to put on the wall. And I'm not a huge, you know, I'm not putting in for moose in Utah, but you put a moose on the wall, you get that nice big moose head and you get, you know, 900 pounds of lean protein there. You, you yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's you true. You shoot a mountain goat, you get uh, 68 pounds or something. <laughs> on a big one. <laughs> yeah. So. so if you're trying to hunt Idaho on a budget, um, it, it actually is a, a decent state. I mean, it's a little higher than some of the other states, but um, you know, you're not going to be putting in for years and years and years and wasting a lot of money on it because there are those over-the-counter tags on that draw system, which, yeah, Seth, you did a good job of explaining what that looks like now. And it's basically just to keep the numbers uh, in the units what they need to be. But... Um, but yeah, so you're not going to waste a lot of money over the years like you would in some other states. No, I shouldn't say waste, but you know, yeah. put up a bunch of money over the years. Um, so really on a budget, if, if you're going to hunt Idaho, it's not a bad one. Uh, like I said, the, the actual tag cost is a little bit higher, but it won't break the bank unless you're doing, yeah, one of those controlled once-in-a-lifetime hunts. Right. So... Cool. I need to actually start applying for Idaho. That's one that I've I've got to start doing. I was talking to Curtis about it the other day, and he's going to take me on a bear hunt up there, which I'm, I'm pretty stoked about doing that. And then I've got a buddy up there that wants to take me hunting. I think we're going to start out just doing coyote hunting and then mm. kind of learn the area and, and decide what we want to do after that. But I've been eyeballing a muzzleloader hunt. So mm. Idaho, you have to use a 
side lock muzzleloader. You cannot use an inline. And I have oh, side lock. Nice. But uh, I've been eyeing one, and I don't know how good it is. But I have reasonably decent odds, even as a non-resident. So I think that'd be fun. You get to hunt them late. You hunt them in December with the old uh, percussion cap. So I think that'd be pretty fun. Heck yeah. Seth did a pretty cool video on that, by the way. I'll put a link up here. If you're watching on YouTube, up here is the link to that that video of him shooting that that uh, side like muzzy yeah. of his. So cool all right here's my bread and butter um we're gonna move to colorado colorado's my this, this is all you baby. <laughs> <laughs> hey you hunted colorado this year too so you you can't even say that i did but <clears throat> you know more than i do <laughs> <laughs> so the question is i've never hunted colorado for deer how does the application system work on deer and if i don't draw can i still buy a leftover tag so um the way that colorado works is off the point system and the highest point gets the the tags basically um, it's, it's getting pretty competitive with points like the other states kind of like what we talked about for the upper echelon units you're up in the 25 to 28 points to get one of those tags but the cool thing about Colorado and the way that the point system works there is you can put in for your primo tag number one first choice if you draw that first choice you lose your points that you're they, they take your points and you get that that primo tag the cool thing about Colorado though is second third you know following points after or following uh, applications after your first one uh, you don't lose points and so a lot of people they'll put in for unit 201 or whatever for their first choice and then after that they'll put in the these zero point units where they know they can get a tag they can continue to build points which is awesome and hunt colorado every year so colorado is a very cool place to hunt in that you can still build points and still get good tags. So the question talking about like, can I, or if I don't draw, can I still get leftover tags? Well, before we get to leftover tags, I, I would focus more on your second and third choices and finding units that are zero point units that are good units that you can go hunt on. So if you've been following eHunter for the past few years, the the unit that I've been hunting in, in Utah or in Colorado for deer are zero is a zero point unit. Um, the great thing about Colorado is they've got good age class for deer in most of their units in fact i think that you could find a 180 class buck in almost every single unit in colorado so you can get a zero a zero point unit you you can build points you can go hunt that zero point unit and still get an awesome awesome buck so i would focus more attention on that primarily before you ever worry about the leftover tags to answer the question on the leftover tags, yes, you can buy a leftover tag in Colorado. Usually they, they come up on the website uh, in August, I believe, is when they start coming up on there. Or maybe it's a little bit before. I can't remember. Seth, do you know off the top of your head when that starts hitting the website? Uh, I think it's, I was going to agree with you. I think it's August, but I, I can't remember exactly. I believe it is. If you guys are following eHunter, we always put up a thing, hey, leftover tags are available at, at the website. And we always put the website on there, so... So stay with us, follow us. We'll let you know when that leftover tag season is is coming up. But so leftover tags, they're you know they're actually some pretty dang good tags that come up in that leftover tag um, draw system, whatever you want to call it. Um, whether people turn them back or whether they just were not taken or or whatever. And so when those come available, there it's a pretty hot ticket item. So if if you're wanting one of those tags, you're gonna have to be right on it. And the bad thing about it, what I found and what I'm trying to look for those leftover tags is everybody else is doing the same thing. And it doesn't seem like the website is able to keep up with how many people are refreshing. 
And so it'll, it'll freeze. Like I found one, I was like, oh, there's the tag. I, I want that tag. I went to, to click on it, it sat there and spun. By the time it processed, the tag was gone. And so I wouldn't leave everything to the leftover tags. Definitely try it if you don't draw. I mean, it, it's worth trying. I mean, it's, it's a few minutes of your time to sit there and try and get it. Um, but it is very competitive. So just know that going into it. And that's why I say primarily I would, I would work on the draw system before I would work on the leftover tags because you can find good units in Colorado and hunt really good bucks on a zero-point unit every single year i've been doing it for for years now and it, it it's amazing so all right seth what else would you add to that <laughs> um so talk about there's a secondary draw though right as well there is and, and that's that's a little different because if i understand right which is cool they give youth hunters 100 percent first choice yeah so that means if a youth hunter's ahead of you or not even necessarily ahead of you, if you apply and then two youth hunters apply for the same permits that are left over on the secondary draw, they are going to get it over you all any every time. Yep. But if you get in a pool where there are no youth hunters or there's only a few youth hunters, you do have a chance of pulling uh, a tag on the secondary draw, if I am reading correctly and understanding correctly. No, no you're correct. They, they focus on youth on that, um, which is cool. It is cool especially for those that have youth or are youth, because then they, they can get that tag. What you'll find, though, as an adult applying for that is uh, it's, it's tough to get a tag in that yeah. secondary draw. Um, it, I'm not saying it's impossible. Obviously, those tags have to go somewhere, and so you can get them. It's just a, your your odds go way down on those ones. Right. So... Cool. Yeah. One thing I did want to point out about Colorado, and this applies to a few other states, but a lot of times when you're applying out of state, you apply in a group. Uh, that's what we do is apply in a group. And one thing you've got to remember is if you're applying as a group, the way that they're going to look at your point system is they're going to look at whoever has the lowest number of points, and that's the number of points they're going to go off of. So say you're applying to a 10-point unit. One of the guys in the group has 12 points. One of the guys in the group has 8 points. You're not going to draw that unit, that 10-point unit because they're going to go by the 8-point guy rather than the 12-point guy. Some states will average it. Some states will use the upper. Actually, I don't know if any states do the upper one, but some states will average it, but yep. not Colorado. Colorado always goes to the lowest number in the group. All right. What's that? I said interesting. I didn't know they had. I didn't know they did that. I assumed they averaged it like uh, Utah. Uh, and Wyoming does. Yeah. Nope, not Colorado. Another thing they don't do uh, that we found out the hard way was I was a resident and applying with non-residents. They didn't look at us as if we were a resident. They looked at us as if, as if we were a non-resident. So they go to basically oh. to your lowest qualifying denominator. Understandable. Okay. So, yeah, it, it is understandable because that way, you know, some non-resident doesn't call up somebody in Colorado that's a resident and say, hey friend that I haven't talked to in 20 years you're my best friend and if we put in together I can draw this tag so let me give you uh, 150 bucks <laughs> exactly exactly yeah. so it makes sense but yeah there are states that, that do average it um, like Seth said um, Wyoming Utah I don't know what Nevada does do you know what Nevada does uh, you know that's a good question I didn't I didn't see how they handled that that is a an oversight I didn't look at. <laughs> yeah, I didn't either. But applying in a group, and some states don't allow you to apply as a group either. So make sure you look into that and know the details before you apply as a group. 
All right, let's move to Montana and, and South Dakota. So what's the application process license um, for both Montana and South Dakota? How do the points work and what's the opportunity like? Let's start with Montana first. What's the opportunity and what's the points like there? Oh, I was hoping you'd do South Dakota because Montana is a Montana is a novel. It, it really <laughs> is. Uh, well, because they it's have both insane. bonus and preference points in Montana. Right. So then you then then you have to separate bonus versus preference and what it means. Um, Give us the okay, Reader's so Digest version first. I'll, I'll just uh, first things first. I'll just do opportunity. Yes. So. The beauty of, of Montana deer hunting especially is it's one of the only other states besides Colorado that gives you a chance to hunt mule deers or mule deer, mule deer and whitetail in so the deers. Rut. You got it right. Deers. Um, deers, deers, deer, 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 deer. Um, anyways, so their season runs fairly long, uh, starts in late October and typically runs through the majority of November. Um, um, for deer, uh, elk is a little harder to get an opportunity on elk. Uh, I'm I'm not sure if there's over the counter tags. I didn't see anything about that. Um, and obviously, elk is a hot commodity animal, so you're gonna you better expect to wait a, a little while to to get a, at least a big bull tag. I'm sure there's some some antlerless opportunity that's pretty easy to to get into. Um, you gotta wait a long while. So in the Montana bonus point for bulls. <laughs> it's a it's a long. It's kind of like yeah. Utah. Yeah. Um, so bonus points. So they're offered for deer, elk, antelope, sheep, moose, all the, you know, all of them. Um, basically, same thing with, with every bonus point. Every year that you're unsuccessful and you participate in their bonus point system, you're awarded a, a bonus point. Um, when you apply in the draw, your points are squared uh, similar. Bonus points are squared similar to what Nevada is doing. So this increases your odd exponentially or more if you have more points, just kind of like Nevada. Um, essentially, that is kind of their system used for their bigger and better units. Uh, and it's the same concept of you're trying, they're trying to reward the guys as you go up in points, you're, you're outpacing the guys below you so that you are going to be rewarded with that tag. Now, the difference is, if I'm not mistaken, you can apply for bonus points and preference points at the same time. As a non-resident. As a non-resident, which gets muddy. <laughs> um, so the preference point aspect is it increases the chances of drawing a combination, a combination license. Um, and it moves you ahead of the guys that don't have them. Um, I think I saw a statistic on their website that said like 75% of all the, the combo license are awarded to hunters that have a preference point. So you mm -hmm. definitely want to do that. Um, and then I think they have, it's weird. They have something, I don't know. It, it's, it's, it's muddy. Like I said, <laughs> the Montana one's a bit muddy. I've, I've only ever, the only thing I've ever done is I've purchased a preference point and applied, um, but I applied for a hunt that's a little harder to get. And I guess I wasn't lucky because I didn't get it. <laughs> um, um, I don't know, Taryn, did you in your reading come up with anything different than what I'm 
I'm coming up with. Yeah, the bad thing about Montana is that is another one that I have not applied for. I've applied, like I said, I haven't applied for Idaho. I haven't applied for Montana. So Montana is one that I was not very familiar with. Um, but I, you know, you're in this game a lot. You you learn a lot. You listen to different podcasts. You read different articles, and yeah, I kind of got the same thing. the The preference points are for non residents for that that combination, those combination tags, and and really to draw one of those tags, you have to have some of those preference points. Um, and then the bonus points is very similar to Nevada in that it's squared and plus you get the point for that year. So, um, if you look at it that way, uh, it makes a little bit more sense, but it is, it's a, it's a tough process and I almost feel like they do that on purpose just to, uh, make sure <laughs> the people that are applying really are looking into it and know what they're doing. Cause if you don't know what you're doing, you're, you're honestly not going to get it. <laughs> been, been in the herd a little bit. It, kind of. I almost feel like that. Cause it is hard to get a tag in Montana. It, you know, it, it takes a long time to wait the, the process is a little bit more cumbersome than other States. It, it's just a little bit more difficult than other States. But from what I hear, and I, again, I'm not speaking as if I know because I, I don't, or have, I don't have experience with Montana, but uh, Apparently, once you figure it out, it's it's a really cool system as far as you're able to build both bonus and preference points, and, and you're increasing your odds to being able to draw tags in the state. Yeah. So that that's kind of cool. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to say one other thing on the guys looking to buy points. Maybe you're not going to go to Montana this year or the next year or whatever. Um, preference points, they have a cap. Uh, you can only buy two before you have to apply. If you don't they will take your points away so if you get two preference points you've got to be applying for a tag uh after that if not they will take them away if you get to like that two you know two and then the third year comes along and you don't apply they'll actually um i think they'll yeah they'll lose them so interesting that's really interesting hmm. so i'll be honest with you i bought a preference point and didn't draw and now i'm sitting on it because i don't want to get to two or three and then have to apply Uh, cool what about south dakota that's one that you've applied to as well in the past right so i helped my father apply um he shot a nice whitetail this year um so south dakota is a little different there's a lot of different opportunities with south dakota unfortunately there's no elk opportunity for non-resident so the elk hunting is only a resident only um it's a bummer Deer, however, they have a couple different options. So archery is over the counter for both species. You can just buy a tag and go. Um, Rifle and muzzleloader is a draw system. Um, From what I can read and what I've understood and applying, they have a preference points points system that is very similar to my home state of Utah. Um, You apply if you don't draw you get a preference point um there's it's really the the one difficulty i would say with with south dakota you're going to want to watch is what you're applying for um there are some numbered unit applications where you're going to apply for 36b and you're going to hunt only 36b there's also other sections of the state where you're going to be hunting west river or east river and that means they've separated it basically you hunt the western half of the state or you hunt the eastern half of the state um those tags for whitetail are very accessible problem is a lot of the time with whitetail 
not always, but a lot of the time you're going to have to have some, but some access in that state. There's not a ton of public land. There is some, but, but a lot of that, you're going to have to have some kind of access or you're going to have to get in there, really dig in and find some walk-in access that allows you to hunt white tails. Um, mule deer is harder to draw and there are some public sections of some little mountain ranges and, and some national forest land that you can hunt, but they, that is, uh, quite a bit harder to draw. You're going to be three or four years, maybe even more if you're looking to rifle or muzzleload or mule deer hunt in the state. Um, the benefit is the price is right. Yeah. <laughs> they only ask, they only ask about 260 or what is it? Two, 286 for a deer tag. Yeah. I think that's um, what, yeah, about 280. And I think antelope's the same antelope and deer price the same for non-residents. Um, but, but yeah, um, my, my dad, we applied for a whitetail tag. He had a hookup and shot a great whitetail, had a great time. Um, but yeah, the application process, uh, it goes pretty late into the year. I think we were, we applied clear into June. Um, and then he had his tag back by like, uh, July. It's a really fast turnaround. Oh, it's like Arizona. Um, mm-hmm. it doesn't, it doesn't open till later, but it goes, like I say, you have clear till June and then. You apply, you get your tag, and uh, you he went hunting in November for some whitetails. So it was a good time. And like I say, their application process and point building process is very similar to Utah. So if you're familiar with Utah's, it's just you can either buy a point or you can buy or you can apply for the tag. If you don't draw, you get a bonus point. Or if you've bought the point, you get a point and you're ready for the next year. Perfect. And I actually have applied for, for South Dakota mule deer. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, the process is very similar to, to here in Utah. Uh, basically the same thing, honestly. But you're right. The price is right. And, you know, really, if you think about it, for, uh, when I was looking at the, the mule deer, yeah, it's like mm -hmm. a, it's about a five-year average weight on, on some of the units that I was looking for. And yep. so that's really not that bad when you compare it to, you know, if you're a non-resident trying to hunt the Pontagon, uh, that's going to be, yeah. that's going to take you a little time. Yeah. And <laughs> And not to blow South Dakota up because all the, the mule deer hunters are going to be mad at me, but there's, there's great bucks. I yeah. mean, it's not, don't go in there thinking, oh, it's just raggies and two points. And I mean, there's some, there's some great bucks and there is a problem of private. I mean, you've got a ton of private in the state, but they have walk-in access and there's some mm -hmm. public in certain areas and you can always find a guy you can pay access to. Exactly. Um, but, but there, there are some good bucks, and uh, if you really got that itch to give it a try, I mean, you can always buy an over-the-counter archery tag, go hunt. If you see the bucks you're thinking you want, then you can apply for whatever that unit is going forward for a rifle hunt. That's a good strategy. Really good strategy right there. And you're right, there are good bucks there. I've got a friend, uh, he just moved actually from South Dakota, but it, he moved to Minnesota. I, I don't know why what, what you do that, but... <laughs> I mean, I, Minnesota. Minnesota. Uh, yeah, he was sending me temperatures the other day. It was like negative 25 degrees, and he works outside. I'm like, dude, you're you're crazy. But, yeah, they've killed some really good mule deer there in South Dakota. Uh, I believe it was him and his dad last year shot a really nice one. So, um, yeah, really good good state to hunt. Uh, yeah, the people that hunt there are probably going to hate you now, Seth. So, <laughs> uh, Sorry. <laughs> All right, last question. Um, and actually, this one came from our buddies over at Sneak Tech. Um, they, they asked this question. I think it's a really good question. It says, is there an all-inclusive website that can give you a tag and license information for all states? So basically looking for that be-all, end-all that will just give you all the information that you need. And 
So, you know, there, there's websites like ours where you can go on, you can type in, you know, Utah drawing or Nevada drawing odds or Nevada, Nevada or how to draw a Nevada tag or whatever. And you can pull up different articles um, on, on some of these websites. But, you know, and the, this is a, a plug from someone that I don't even, or for someone that I don't even know. I mean, they live pretty close to me. But, you know, there's places like Epic Outdoors that you can actually pay money to. I think their membership fees are 100 bucks a year or something like that, which is, I mean, in our world, that's not that much. We spend that for a, a box of primers. Um, but 100 bucks, and they're like that. They, they put out a, a magazine that covers all of the states, all of the units. Um, they also have a podcast. They And then you can also call them and ask them. So I would say if you're going to start hunting a lot of states, it really be, would be worth it to utilize an application service like like them to be able to give you the, all the information that you need, um, whatever state you're hunting, and then also help you apply so that you get the most bang for your buck. Um that, that's what I would recommend. Seth, what about you? Have you looked at any websites or know anybody that is is, is a great place or a great resource for my, hunting out of state? My uh, grandfather and stepfather both are a part of hunt, Hunting Fool. I think that's similar to what the Epic Outdoors guys are doing. Gives you a ton of, you know, just hunting stuff in general, but they do have a ton of information regarding licenses, application processes, fees, Things like that. So similar take as to what to what Taryn uh, has. If you're focusing more on just odds, there's so many places out there that give you draw odds. Mm-hmm. Um, some free that aren't as up to date. Some paid that are a little more up to date, give you a little extra umph. Um, but yeah, there's there's places out there. But yeah, the only one I'm aware of, other than well, shouldn't say aware of, but I know of uh, readily besides Epic Outdoors was uh, hunting hunting pool. So. You know. You know, on that uh, hunt odds thing, a lot of people go to, you know, there's there's a couple websites that people utilize for hunting odds and it gives them their, their numbers and, and they pay quite a bit of money for those things. Guys, if you're listening to this podcast, there you, you can go to the, the website, the each state's website, and it has all the draw odd information there for you. So you may have to click a couple of different uh a couple different websites to get the information that you want and it may not be in quite as pretty a package as some of these websites but you're gonna have to learn to do a little bit of math on some of these states yeah Uh, another option like i say there's state there are paid ones out there where they combined x amount of states together and the pricing is pretty cheap if you want them all in like one quick location if you don't want to jump but yes taryn's 100 percent right i for years, I have used the state's websites to figure out my draw odds. So, yeah. and they're accurate. I mean, they're hundred. Uh, they're the actual yep. numbers. I for mean, the state. some some naysayers might argue with you that they're lying. I have, <laughs> can't tell you how many times I've heard. I had nine points, and they said nobody heard. They said all these people drew with nine. I said, well, if you had nine, everybody drew. You should have a tag. Well, I had nine. I'm like, mm, maybe you had Let, eight. Let's pull up your points and let's see exactly how many points you had. Oh yeah, you only had eight. <laughs> right. right. Uh, I've done, actually done that myself because I thought I had one more point than I had and uh, me and a buddy were talking about it. I'm like, I should have drawn. He pulled it up. He's like, everybody with the, that amount of points drew. And I yep. said, I didn't draw. And so we ended up pulling up my points and I was actually one less. So yeah, that happens a lot. But you know, and going back to this this one one site, this one place that you can go to for all your information, I, I really do think that those two are the best. And I'm glad that you brought up Hunt and Fool. 
again, I have no relationship with them at all. I do know that the Epic guys do listen to our podcast, though, because they keep stealing stuff from our podcast. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Shit, just, just, just let us know, dude. We'll I know. No, it's you don't all... have to steal. We can, we can have a group podcast. Exactly. <laughs> We'd have a good time. It'd be a lot of fun. I like white monsters. They drink a lot of white monsters on their oh, podcast. That's so. you guys. I, I don't drink any of that. I drink water. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I am lame. <laughs> you are. You are. No. I don't need the energy. I already got enough. <laughs> but they are a great resource, and and for a hundred bucks a month or a year, hundred bucks a year, that is so cheap to get magazines to get the resources that are out there again if you're someone that wants to apply in a bunch of different states there's no reason not to do that it, you're you're going to save yourself money in the in the long run there so look at some of those places like like epic outdoors or huntful and get memberships to those places and utilize that resource so all right seth well that is the end of our questions i hope that helps everybody with hunting out of state uh, we'd love to do this again. So if you guys have more questions, make sure and put it in the comments below. Shoot us a message on uh, social media or an email. Um, we'd be happy to do another podcast on hunting out of state. We're becoming pretty familiar with most of these states as as we're able to hunt a few different ones and, and expanding our bandwidth there as well, hunting more and more states each and every year. So finally got Seth to Colorado. Now I need to get him going to New Mexico and Arizona and all these other fun states. I've had an Arizona archery tag on the list for a long time. I just haven't done it. Need to do it, man. Need to do it. Arizona, another one everybody should be applying to. It's a little bit, uh, you know, it's hard to get tags there, but an amazing state. Absolutely amazing state. It's not as desert as everybody thinks it is. So, cool, guys. Well, we appreciate you guys supporting the podcast. Um, hopefully, you guys are enjoying having the video. Um, I know that I've gotten quite a few comments. I actually got a lot of text messages, which is kind of cool. Um, as, or just commenting about having it up on video, which is funny. I don't know that people would want to see our ugly faces, but uh. <laughs> I, I'm glad that you guys are enjoying it. If there's any other recommendations that you guys have for us at eHunter, whether it's with the podcast, the website, YouTube, if there's any other things you want to see, let us know. We'd be happy to accommodate anything that we can accommodate. Um, we do have a lot of uh, review videos coming out uh, in the near future so so stay tuned to our youtube channel make sure that you're subscribed to that we would appreciate that appreciate all the support that you guys give us couldn't yep. do it without Sh you shed hunting stuff coming too soon it's yeah. getting to be that season yeah it's gonna be a it's gonna be a good time i'm excited to get out and do some shed hunting my boys are excited to get out and do some shed hunting yep so cool all right guys well we'll sign off for now uh but we'll see you guys again soon thank you appreciate it see ya bye